Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Nerozaku Gaming Podcast of 2021. Uh, I hope you had a great uh, festivities period. I, I I had a good one. Did did you have a good festivities period, Robin? Yeah, I did as you'd expect. I played a lot of games. <laughs> as one does, as one does. I, I did as well. I, I also played a lot of video games i'm actually gaming more than i more than usual actually which is good which is good yeah so um to d- yep. today that's, this week that's the fun part. that is the fun part yeah so this week uh, we wanted to talk about the expectations or predictions i guess we have for um 2021 in terms of gaming and um, I guess it's not necessarily like what games will come out because you kind of know those, but they could even be, I guess, outliers. I don't know if you have some outlier random game like Metroid Prime 4, which is coming out November 5th, 2021, game of the year. Sure, man. Sure, <laughs> man. Sure. Metroid Prime 4 is coming. <laughs> Actual, literal shovelware, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, not shovelware, paperware. <laughs> yeah, uh, not just games, but just uh, like what would happen, I, I guess, in the industry and stuff like that. So, um, I guess I'll yeah. I'll, I'll pick no. your braids first. Let's we can you can pick one, I pick one, and one we'll, we'll go back and forth, I suppose. So, um, what enough. what do you think? Um, what are your predictions for what will happen in gaming landscape this year? Thing is. When I was like thinking, what do I think will happen? I, I put them in like, you know, like categories, I guess. So uh-huh. there's, let's say sales predictions. Okay. Critical reception predictions. Uh-huh. Fan reception. Okay. That's, yeah. And uh, what's the last one? And delays. Yeah. I, I also have delays. Um, how do you want to tackle this? I guess I'll start with sales predictions. Easy. Uh-huh. That's like first place to start. Mm-hmm. And by sales predictions, I mean like for the consoles. For the consoles. Okay. Oh, for the con- the hardware. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. Hardware okay. sales predictions. Uh-huh. Okay. So firstly, I think Nintendo Switch in terms of sales is going to have a really big year. <laughs> That's a tap-in, man. <laughs> no, look, we've got like a prediction is still a prediction. You know, the week, the week tanked at one point. So yeah, I think you know that's based on the fact that Switch in general is just going to have a very strong year. Twenty twenty was super strong for the Switch, but like there wasn't much in terms of heavy hitter releases apart from Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, that's like the only really big mainstream game that came out for the switch i believe i, I don't know if hyrule yeah. warriors what is it called counts i don't oh, think that age of calamity age yeah. of calamity yeah i feel like you know a lot of their software kind of got delayed into 2021 internally it was delayed mm. so now this is when those pieces of software are going to come out and as a result it's going to have you know a pretty pretty big year in my opinion yeah uh do you think that the 
Switch Pro or whatever is gonna come out? Do you think that's even necessary? Do you think that's a thing that Nintendo even needs to release or make? Yeah. I guess this is another prediction of mine that yes, this Switch Pro will happen. By Switch Pro, I mean, you know, an updated version of the Switch. By updated, but, do, you, do you mean like a slim type thing or like a proper like GPU, like Xbox Series, sorry, a One X type thing, a PS4 Pro type thing? Or is it just a slim type? Like, what do you mean? What kind of upgrade? I think it will be a GPU revision, you know, a chipset revision. Mm. You know, games will run better on the new Switch. But I do believe people will be disappointed by how much better they run. <laughs> No, it, it won't be by much. Yeah. Is there any new yeah, mobile seen... GPU thingy that's been released that's like, okay, this would be a substantial upgrade? Uh, yeah, mobile chips have, you know, they've grown in the past few years, sure. Thing is, you've got to remember underlying architecture for switches, you know, NVIDIA Tegra. Yes. So because of that, you've got people having a lot of wild expectations saying, no, uh, the Switch Pro is going to like have DLSS and all that stuff, and then you know, that's you know that, that that's dreaming. That's dreaming, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think it will be a modest revision, but it will also help push sales. So like right now, Nintendo Switch is, I think it was announced in November. The Switch was at sixty-eight million. Mm. So I think including this holiday season you know because that's not included in that 68 million including this holiday season and adding whatever they sell in 2021 i think they're going to let 68 million i'd say they crack 90 90 million next year yeah i think that's the cap personally for like console games Currently, but yeah, I th- I I can see that happening by end of the year. Ninety million switch sales, I can see that happening for sure. Nine, nine, 90 million. Actually, it could be more. Maybe ninety-five or a hundred. Now that I think about it, given how on fire the switch is. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's where switch will be sales-wise. Uh, PS Five, I think will be at 18 million at the end of <laughs> what's it currently at two three we don't have any official numbers those will probably be coming out maybe next week if we're lucky but what's like the like the, what's the precedent because ps5 did how many in its first i mean ps4 rather. ps uh 4.2 in its first uh, by march 4.2. So we can assume that they've got 5 million right now. Like that's we a, can a good guess. Our, the good guess is, yeah, 4.5 million, 5 million. Yeah. And you're saying 18 million by end of the year. Yeah. Wild. Wild. That is, that's my PS5 sales prediction, like in terms of units, which is, you know, okay, look, I know you're going to say it's unreasonable, but if, I think if they can meet the demand, they can do it. Yeah, I mean, damn, that's high though. It took the PS4 two years to get to 18 million units. When did it hit 18 million? Uh, what, 2015? 
yes, it took them two years to get to basically 20 million. Two years. Yeah, I get it. I get that it's a bit of a wild prediction, but like I'm just looking at the crazy demand. If they can do five million this year, this this you know up to March, mm. I think you know holiday plus holiday next year is going to be big. Holiday 2021, I think is going to be very big mm. with uh, whichever big holiday title drops i'll give a prediction of what i think that is what? When, when all that comes together i think, think it can hit 18 million yeah 18 million okay damn all right i had them at and i thought i was being wild i had them at like 10 12 million at the end of the year and i thought i had a wild prediction with that one so <laughs> if they beat demand i think they reach 10, 10 10 million isn't that a bit low i don't considering like i'm considering like manufacturing stuff etc you know first year 10 million 12-ish i think that's pretty doable i think that's pretty good and i and i think get this i think that by july the xbox series x uh, the new gen series x series x combined whatever they will be like by july right mid-year they will be at like um six million and then after whatever replaces after the announcements after the e3-ish period <laughs> after the announcement period you know that somehow games thing after the announcements come yeah. out and dates yeah. are released by november this this xbox series of consoles will have had 15 million units sold surpassing ps5 that is my prediction what next year no by like december whatever oh. like at the end of the year the, the xbox series of consoles will have surpassed the playstation 5 series of consoles okay so you can call my prediction wild but yours is fantasy <laughs> wow. dude the announcements like when people see the games because they're going to show the games like gameplay and stuff and everyone will be like whoa i want those games so i, I yeah that's going to that's going to happen like when they start coming out i think it's going to be an e3. i don't think whatever e3 is whatever like that thing that's i guess that's what no, I, I mean I, like the same what i mean is the sales the effect on sales of those announcements is going to start happening when they come out when they actually release. Think people are going to yeah because I think we can make a decent prediction because of how, like, okay, first of all, in this early period, we know for a fact Sony has outmanufactured Microsoft as well as outsold. You know, Microsoft hold back their sales numbers all the time, mm. but in literally every market we've seen, we've seen PS5 outsell the series console. Mm -hmm. okay? That's already early on. And I think, you know, it's a bit difficult. It's hard to bridge that gap. <laughs> it is. It is, but I think it's possible. <laughs> it I, I don't think it can be bridged in a year, if at all. If, it, if, it, if that gap will be bridged, it won't be this year. I, okay, let me actually revise my PS5 prediction. I've just realized 18 million is a bit too crazy. Uh -huh. I think let me, something more conservative. Let me say... 15 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's doable-ish. Yes. 
I I, I think you uh, we're in general really underestimating the demand. Demand for the content is really high. It's very very high. Yes, very very high. And they, and you know there are software strategies to get off to a very fast start, mm-hmm. which is not you know the Xbox strategy is not a fast start, but it's like okay we're going to get there eventually. That's why I say that. Saying that the series consoles will outsell the PlayStation 5 in the first year—that's like mm, that's a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the Switch will be at 90 million. The the PlayStation console, the PS 5s will be at 15 or so. The series console—the problem is Microsoft don't release numbers, so all we can do is you know estimate most of the time. So it's hard for me to make a prediction, but I'll just say, uh, well, I guess it it will be less than PS5. <laughs> That's pretty much the only prediction I can say. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, we can. I can segue into my other prediction, which um, I have already, I guess, alluded to. Is there will be no E3 this year? Again, and I think this is the final nail in the coffin for E3. E3 is never gonna exist again. This is the death of E3. God, eh? yeah, it's gone. Like that's <laughs> E3 is gone. Uh, uh, unless they have started planning to do something like what Jeff Kelly was doing with the Summer of Game. I never remember. I could keep going South Arcade. Summer Games. Fest. Summer Games Festival. Unless they are planning to do something like that, where they've brought together all these devs where they started last year. They're like, okay. We can't do it physically, but we can do a, a digital E3 all within a span of, and they even have to be three days. They can just do it in one whole day, where it's just like conference with the conference with the conference with the conference with the conference. They could do that. Um, they, they won't. They can't do that because uh, the actual conference holders won't agree. You know, they like to have some limelight. Yeah, I, I guess it might be a week where it's like each day is someone else or something. So that's what I would prefer. You know, in my ideal scenario i'd prefer it to be like one day where i just i get up at 23 hours and i sleep at 07 and it's just been <laughs> all the conferences just uh, games the whole way yeah yeah i i'd prefer that but that may not be the case unless the, uh the ESA have done that there's not going to be anything related to E3 this year or ever um if this year that nothing happens it's never going to happen again all the publishers <laughs> and market people and i don't know about the brick and mortar sales cuz brick and mortar resellers retailers cuz they use e3 to i guess pick what games they hope buy i don't know why they still do that but they do that um i i don't think it's going to exist anymore it's the end it's the death of e3 which is sad but not in its, in its current form it's dead yeah yes in its current form it's dead it's it will probably be replaced by the summer games festival which is fine. I just hope that it's not the whole 3 months. Please just kidding. Let it be one week. <laughs> Two weeks at the most. <laughs> yeah, 3 months is a bit like, you know. It's it's a bit much. It is, yeah. <laughs> There's too much space in between and all that stuff. Doesn't really have that festival super hype concentrated feeling, you know, which is a big part of the E3 um culture i guess yeah so that's that's yeah, my other appeal of it, yeah. yeah the appeal of it yeah yeah okay i think that 
fair enough. That's something that, uh, that I think both of us could I could see happening. I don't think we're the only ones predicting it. I think they're going to try and rebound somehow. Like mm-hmm. they're going to the ESA will have some replacement digital event which they'll organize. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, "Oh, digital E3." and they'll like try and build the hype that oh okay e3 is back we brought it back but it will not be the same because the attending list of publishers in whatever digital event they do Mm -hmm. is going to be much less than what you'd expect at a normal e3 Mm. true very true i hope that we see more of like what Devolver Digital did where they made like a, a game that's E3 that was so cool. <laughs> Devolver Digital are the coolest guys out there. <laughs> I, I can say for sure that there will be a Devolver Digital E3 presentation because we need to know what happens in the Nina Struthers cinematic universe. <laughs> in the cinematic universe, in this current arc, we need to see what happens, yes. Uh, but yeah. I think they're going to do a digital event somehow. They'll maybe get Microsoft on board. You know, Microsoft is like everybody's best friend. Ubisoft uh, as well. They will, yeah, Ubisoft as well. They'll definitely not get Sony. Mm. Nintendo will not be there. Uh, they will have a treehouse or something because they always do that. Well, the thing is, how can you have a treehouse if you're not there in person? A, 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 a proxy treehouse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Nintendo might skip. I I would say maybe EA would skip. Activision would also skip. I think pretty much Microsoft, EA, and maybe Square would be in attendance. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like you know, it's not the best situation for E3, the way things are looking. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll try something, and that something will be so inefficient that it just says, "Okay, now, now it's dead, Jim. It's over for E3." <laughs> yeah. Oh, sad. Sad reacts only. Yeah. It's sad, but sad, but you know, it, it's been coming. The doxing thing was, you know, mm. it really soured a lot of people's opinions on the ESA. That was, you know, people were, were big mad about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would have been mad about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess next for me, I've given you, I've given my sales predictions. Mm-hmm. Next is delays or delays uh-huh okay so first of all i feel like i've said this a million times the next god of war is not coming out this year obviously 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 there's a precedent santa monica uh they always take that time sony santa monica really do always take that time and i wouldn't expect any different this time around and then you know you've got the whole you know pandemic affecting game dev uh, so it was never going to be easy no 
but with the pandemic and all that stuff it's like okay yeah, this is definitely definitely not going to happen absolutely yeah no we agree on that yeah. one I, I i don't think that game is coming out this year either and i don't think that's the only game that will be i think whatever announcement has been made or will be made in the next three months delay that by another six months that's my whole thing like i <laughs> everything's gonna be delayed again <laughs> yeah, this, you see this is the tricky part where you've got to consider how far along do you think devs were before the pandemic hit because we know for a fact if you're doing mocap you have been severely def- uh, hit by the pandemic mm-hmm. because of the nature of motion capture mm-hmm. so if your game is not one that needs motion capture or is one where the motion capture wasn't done and you've been set back by a lot you know and <laughs> way bigger margin than other types of games so you have to look at it at my case by case basis and start to ask you know how long did it take uh, how long was you know the progress from the studio's last game what have we seen what updates how many times has it been delayed already such you know the sort of thing yeah yeah and uh, you know it, like i said it's tricky you look at games which they say okay this was feature complete and we just didn't have enough time to polish so i think maybe those are the safer bets uh i am honestly not sure game dev is so complicated like <laughs> yeah, it's so complicated okay. there's so many different aspects to it it's not like and it's not like things are done like linearly like first you do the mock exactly. then you do the what things are done simultaneously in most cases. So it's just and then and then when the game goes into alpha it's like okay you can play the game from beginning to end but then it's like now like game dev starts again like from a, like a fresh because like now you're like polishing it and dealing with bugs and then you you're adding more stuff and then that breaks other things cutting stuff adding new stuff like it's <laughs> it's a lot. So you can never really tell. Yeah. A, ga- um, a game launch is a miracle. It really is. Like it, it really, really is. So, oof. There's, there's really no good way to tell. All, all I can say is, until these companies get used to working remotely, which I think they should, um, that's when we'll have a good, or they will have a good feel of how game development works in that kind of environment, and things will kind of go back to quote unquote normal. Um, but normal, yeah as normal can be as you know? normal as as normal can be you know uh but yeah like games would definitely be delayed and and that's okay i i honestly don't mind having games being delayed it's it's good it's always a good thing when a game is delayed in my opinion because it means people are either getting more time or the game itself is getting more time and all that stuff the biggest problem with delays it's marketing marketing is what is the that's the, the struggle it's like oh we were trying to meet this marketing you know deadline or whatever so yeah but it's it's fine now you can't do that <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's it's tricky definitely say first game the next god of war definitely not making it this year i i reckon breath of the wild 2 you know a lot of nintendo insiders seem to imply that Breath of the Wild 2 will make it this year. 
I think it will just slip. Do you think it's not going to make it this year? Okay, I yeah, think I it think will it... make it this year. I think that's the big November release for Nintendo. I think that's the launch title that comes with the, with the Switch Pro. I think that's the one that people go, oh, so this is what the Switch Pro adds. It adds extra lighting and also makes Breath of the Wild not run at 24 frames per second when it's not docked. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it just misses. You know, it's, it will miss in a similar fashion to the next God of War in that, oh, this is going to be a March 2022 game. Okay. All right. So March 2022 for you, know, from, you know, for me, I said November 2021. Yeah. I, you know, the Zelda team, Zelda team, those are the, they're the rock stars of Nintendo, the prestige guys. Yeah. Our Luma's team takes their time as well. They do. That's true. They do. You know, Anoma should make another video game. You know, I feel like he's getting into that Kojima level where he's like, yeah, he's their guy, but like, I feel like uh, Miyamoto was like, okay, I've made like three Zelda games and now I'm done. So I'm going to give it to this guy because he did most of the work on Ocarina of Time. Mouth. And then after Ocarina of Time did so well, it's like, bruh, Zelda's all yours. <laughs> No, look, our Numa can do what he wants, obviously, but uh, I I don't know. I don't know who the deputies were for Breath of the Wild. I'm sure whoever they are, we're going to know more about them in this, in, you know, in the sequel to Breath of the Wild. The sequel, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Also, yeah. Skyward Sword for Switch is coming out this year. That game is gonna finally get the roses it deserves you people hated on it for no real reason it's gonna come out and it's gonna be good i guess you know that's not a delay prediction that's more of a prediction of something that's going to come out <laughs> which is like yes it's zelda's 35th anniversary we're definitely going to get a collection which hopefully will not be time gated six months before it gets delisted <laughs> from the store but yeah that we're definitely going to get a zelda collection in to in what configuration we'll get it to is the question i know skyward sword would definitely have to be there i'm hoping wind waker and twilight princess make it in as well i, mean, I don't you- know i'm a bit i'm doubtful that ocarina and majora's mask will make it in. what that's not possible like they all the 3G Zelda's have to be there. They just have to be there. Link to the Past is going to be there. Yeah, that's, what we said about, that's what we said about the Mario 3D All-Stars. But then there was no Galaxy 2. <laughs> there was Galaxy? <laughs> but no Galaxy 2. <laughs> I mean, as long as they don't put Majora's Mask, that's fine. Because that's an abomination of a Zelda game. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'd really like to argue with you about this, but I I don't have anywhere near enough Zelda experience, so I'll sip this one out. Uh, I know I've pissed off many Zelda fans by saying that. <laughs> I just love to ruffle their feathers with that one. Okay, speaking, yeah. speaking of anniversaries, so, I think a big one, and this, here's my prediction. This is like a two for here's a two-parter for you, Robin. One of the mm-hmm. biggest selling games of the year is going to be Halo Infinite, when it launches, 
on its anniversary 20th anniversary 20, 20 right yeah 20 years i think yeah 20th 20th man halo is 20 years old that is crazy anyway yeah so uh, it's 20th anniversary that game is going to be so good and it's going to release in two parts it's going to be a single player mode and it's going to be a free multiplayer mode that's how the game yeah we know that already wait they've announced that really i didn't know that yeah they already you say you're talking about it as a prediction because they announced it already i didn't know that that's uh, wow okay that's awesome cool great huh they already said the multiplayer will be free halo infinite halo infinite i guess i'll give my sales critic critical and fan reception prediction uh-huh first of all we cannot i can't gauge sales on anything microsoft related because of how game pass uh blurs the line oh yeah 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 makes it you know with game pass games all we get is players who started the game i mean it's still i mean i'm still paying for game pass i mean like i'm paying you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah obviously but you know it's it's a bit it's always like it's i find it difficult to properly gauge sale a commercial performance for a title for a landmark title releasing on a subservice because it's just one of many titles mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know that's always a bit tricky critical reception this is difficult i if you ask me now to predict the meta score of halo infinite i think it could be anywhere from 75 to What? 89 are you wow anywhere between wow. it could be there is there is a range wow i'm just looking up the halo 4 metacritic because i feel like that's the closest comparison we can have to what halo infinite will be it's 87 halo 5, halo 5 is not, i don't think it's the same that's i think halo 5 halo 5 is like a a, a competent sequel halo 4 was like here's the first 343 game these guys are making those pressure yeah you know but I mean? the Halo 4 was well accepted by critics but fans hated it though. I like Halo. See where I'm going. I like Halo 4 a lot. It's one of my favorite Halos and I'm a fanboy. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with people. Anyway, critical reception. Man, it's too much pressure on Halo into me to voice this. But uh, I think if I'm just going to put one number on it now, Mm-hmm. like say oh what's the average critical reception of halo infinite i guess i would say 86 okay that's, that's... by the way that's the same as cyberpunk 2077 anyway <laughs> uh i think that is a reasonable prediction right now because at the end of the day people you know people were upset about the graphics in that e3 demo mm. and even the gameplay itself had people maybe what i'd say 70 30 in terms of people liking it lots of people are saying oh no it's kind it looks stale which i don't agree with i think the gameplay looked pretty i think stale. it looks amazing like he like he he, he they, they removed the sprint which is awesome 
the you know he's got the floaty jump still the melee is there the the halo 3 power up stuff is there it's like a mixture of like halo 1 stuff and halo 3 stuff which is like in my opinion like that's what i want i want the halo 3 power up stuff but i want halo 1 gameplay and that's uh, i don't know i don't know man i i maybe yeah, i maybe think another can... another big part of the critical reception in my opinion uh-huh. is you know the other ambitious thing which Halo is going for you know that it's going to be oh it's an open world game yes it's uh it's going to you know the structure is going to be innovative all that sort of junk i think that is what is going to determine the reception of Halo Infinite so it's like oh what happens if it's the type of open world which people don't like right now like oh it's reviewers seem to have caught on to that oh uh check marks all over the open world are bad that yeah. seems to be the current trend for reviewers the word they're using now is bloated yeah that's you know that's the buzzword for 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 criticizing open world games does that you game know, these things are always in was it wolfenstein not wolfenstein What's that game? Post-apocalyptic pink purple. Shoot the open world rage 2. It was like did this have to be open world guys? <laughs> yeah. So like I said, these things are cyclical the the way the journalists critics react to that sort of stuff. It's all cyclical. And right now the current trend is oh uh open world with lots of icons is bad i want open world to be like breath of the wild if i can if in my review i can invoke a comparison to breath of the wild <laughs> i would that means i would do it positively that's you know that's the current uh, trend i'm seeing in the yeah and halo infinite is going to be judged by that metric as well which is a shame because Halo Infinite's been in development since like 2016 or something. Yep. So it might end up being judged unfairly. <laughs> <laughs> Do be like that, man. And lastly, fan reception for Halo Infinite. Aha. Aha, curious with this one. I think I think they'll nail the multiplayer but watch the single player. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm leaning in that direction. No, I don't want that to happen. Oh, this is the fan Neither reaction. Neither do I. But so you're yeah. saying the fans won't like the single player, but they will like the multiplayer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because it's gonna have and the, um, what's this battle royale mode? Which it's going the battle royale mode is going to do so well. Like when I first heard of battle royale, the first thing I thought was, this is the perfect, perfect mode for Halo because it's orbital dropship troopers dropping onto. a planet and surviving you know against other audiences yeah. yes like it's 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 halo that there's vehicles already implemented there's power ups you can pick up you collect special weapons you can go find the sniper or whatever or the rocket launcher like that's halo right like it's it's halo there's shields you know health packs it just works like there's you don't have to create a new system it just It just works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think the multiplayer will be very well received, but I think the single player fans will not be happy with 
you know, they've said they want Halo Infinite to basically be a 10-year type, right? Destiny, basically. I, my, my, I hope, think... my hope, right, is that uh, that's 10-year stuff is in the multiplayer section and not necessarily single player. So I'm thinking that that Destiny-esque stuff is part of the multiplayer stuff. I'm hoping. That's my... <laughs> that's what you hope for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, from what we've seen of, you know, that's the trailers, there was a story arc at the end of Halo 5, which, you know, it's looking like Halo Infinite is abandoning that story arc. The Cortana stuff? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, 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 I hope. Anyway, we'll see. We can only wait and see, I guess, at this point. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, as far as fan reception, that's like my off-the-cuff prediction. That, okay, multiplayer, the fans will love it, but they will watch the single player. Which I hope doesn't happen because the single player is what I'm interested in. Oh, yeah. Other thing. It's going to perform terribly on last-gen consoles. Oh. Also. Yeah. Are they still release? Are they still releasing? I, I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll release it. They have for, to. Why do they have to? Because they said they will. <laughs> they can just say they won't, and they can use the cyberpunk um, fiasco as a precedent to be like, "Yo, that was bad. Let's just not." They won't do it, man. They won't do it. Ah, uh, they have to, man. They will. This is another prediction. <laughs> Halo Infinite is not coming out on Xbox One or Xbox One X. It is not. It's only coming to Series X and Series S. That is it. It is not going to be on last-gen consoles. Absolutely not. No way. If they really want this game to do well, they just have to do that. <laughs> it's their the opportunity. Game, then will the game do... Now look, if, we're going, if they're going to abandon those things, is the game going to do the numbers they need? They could do the Halo 1 thing where it's like, here's a brand new game on a brand new console, you buy this console for this video game. Yeah, but let's say um, by that time there's only 10 million Xbox Series consoles sold. Where do they go from there? It means they're going to rely very heavily on the PC version mm. and... Anyway, I guess, yeah, that will be the crutch, relying on the PC version with the reception. With a subscription-based service like Game Pass, they don't have to fully rely on numbers like, oh, we're so successful because we sold 30 million Halo Infinite, whatever. Yeah, no, no, they don't need to sell, but they do need to see a number of active players. Remember, I was talking about this earlier. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They do need to see that, okay, uh, so many people are playing the game and so many people are spending this much on uh, in-app purchases and microtransactions because Halo Infinite is going to be expensive by the way the the rumor beforehand is that it's the first 500 million dollar game which start, which is completely ridiculous was but, it destiny also 500 million dollars i seem to recall this was it destiny that the 100 million dollar game okay is it Destiny 1 or Destiny 2? Destiny 1. was 100 million over 10 years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, Halo Infinite is going to be really expensive. So Actually, they will to, have to monetize. According to Finance, Destiny has been reported to be one of the most expensive video games ever made. Early estimates suggested it cost up to 500 million to make and market the game. I, I... Ah, that was that was the 10-year plan. Yes. Eh? Yeah. Which I think they're still going 
width because Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 uh, not that big of a difference you know yeah I guess because this new Destiny that's coming out or is out what's it called Beyond Light that's pretty much Destiny 3 because yeah. I, I played a lot of Destiny 2 I played a lot of Destiny 2 um, and I kind of stopped at a certain point because like you just it's one of those games at a certain point you just stop, like the content just isn't there anymore and when Beyond Light was announced I'm like bruh this is a new video game you know this is a new video game so it's a lot I can totally see how but w- would that work the, is that really the future of games are we really is it is games as a service really what quadruple a whatever is right like is that the only way to be sustainable because 500 million is a ridiculous amount of money well look we are going to see in terms of quadruple a god i hate that word quadruple a <laughs> sony are going to release quadruple a games i have a feeling god of war whatever is going is definitely going to be a quadruple a game but it's not going to be, you know, monetized or a 10-year plan or anything like that. So there is still a space for big budget, single releases and all that stuff. There's still a place for that. But you know, we're going to look at Halo Infinite within its context of, of, you know, it being a multiplayer shooter that's going to be receiving content for, for 10 years. So definitely in-app purchases are going to be a thing. I mean, as long as as long as a a a, a uh, dishonored type video game exists, you know, a big budget single player, no multiplayer, fifteen hour campaign type game exists, I am happy. Yeah, I don't want those games to go away either, for sure. Any other games that you yeah, think would that. be like big and will have like a a riveting um, <laughs> reception and or score that people will be shocked about yeah uh returnal by house mark game is coming out in march returnal is the space mass effect one right not not sp- it's more like uh it's the roguelite one it's a roguelite have i missed i remember that it was at the sony reveal right yes the one where the, the premise is all oh, you play an old lady who uh-huh. goes to this alien planet uh-huh. and you know, she's playing live, live die repeat she's playing edge of tomorrow okay i did get that from the trailer but if that's the case then okay this is news to me okay now i think you know commercially the game is obviously not going to do well i don't think commercially to do well but critically I think it has a chance to actually be Sony's best reviewed game next year. What? <laughs> oh man. You're going to have to bear with bear with me here. Bear with me here. So let's look at Sony's lineup for next year. Uh-huh. First of all, God of War is coming out in 2022. Uh-huh. So that's out the picture. Horizon is definitely okay. coming out this year. Aha. Uh-huh. So now we're left with Horizon, Ratchet and Clank. Uh-huh. Gran Turismo, which, by the way, I think will either be late 2021 or early 2022. 
Penguins getting delayed. It's the one I'm most. It's the one I'm most iffy about because I think it can go either way. But that aside, I said, you know, Gran Turismo, Horizon, Destruction All Stars, God of War delayed, and Ratchet and Clank. These are Sony's releases this year, and of all of those, I, I actually do think Returnal has the chance to be. Critically, it's best received game. <laughs> My man has no hope in Horizon Zone. <laughs> no, I, the thing is that's not to knock down Horizon, but this comes from. I think Horizon Two is going to be looked at in a much stricter light than Horizon One, eh? Mm-hmm. And if Guerrilla Games have not, you know, they were. A few common critiques with Horizon One, which the DLC do a lot to remedy. First one is that the facial animations are not great, and a lot of people believe it didn't need to be an open world. As far as critics go, not fans. Critics, uh, like, I think basically it's going to be affected by in terms of review scores in a similar way that. Ghost of Tsushima was Ghost of Tsushima and the new Assassin's Creed. In oh, that where, where it's like more of the same, good game, but more of the same. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you know, this all depends on whether or not Guerrilla Games have been looking at the feedback and all that stuff. But because the last hor- the first Horizon game had an average score of what eighty seven. Yeah, pretty high. For a first-time RPG really guy, high. and I'm betting that unless Horizon 2 does something to really shake things up, it's going to be either the same or lower. I have a question: Do people like Aloy? I know I like Aloy, but I like her because she's an asshole. Do people like Aloy? Yeah. <laughs> As I said, it depends on your tolerance to her being an asshole. Aloy is a jerk. That's the best part about. Her. <laughs> my opinion as well but you know that's not for everyone it's not <laughs> the problem is a lot of people just want likable nathan drake characters but you know i'm at a point where like i'm kind of past that yeah anyway, i don't think eloy's characterization will really matter everything that will matter will be open world how it goes whether people are like oh it's just more of the same Remember, i don't i, I don't know man first- I, I, I thought Last of Us was mostly carried by its narrative and stuff, but based on the reactions, people really, really love, like, Joel. And even with Uncharted, people love Nathan Drake. Holy mo- Like, they love that yeah. character. So, like, if uh, Eloy is, like, adored, I think, you know, if the game is average, people will still be like, oh, my God, I need to play Horizon. That's why I was kind of asking. Yeah, no... Now here the reason uh, when I say her characterization doesn't matter I mean it's that Guerrilla are not going to do something to her that are going that's going to make people riot <laughs> If you know what I mean True true Like in terms of Aloy herself and whatever character arc she has I feel it's going to be like more of the same in that regard but And that's why I said that okay, the critical reception of that game is definitely going to come down to how people 
look at the open world as well as comparisons with the you know contemporaries in the genre and how you know, improvements the important thing is of Sony's big PS4 exclusives the new IP this is the first sequel we're getting yeah miles morales well, it depends on how you view miles morales but <laughs> miles morales i could actually be used as a blueprint because miles morales is reviews were mostly that hey they've improved the combat a lot which i agree with the combat in miles morales is way better but narrative wise and in terms of design wise of the open world they haven't done enough for for it to you know to be seen in that in a that much better light than 2018 spider-man so mm-hmm. similarly that's how i see people the critics looking at horizon forbidden west okay all right okay i think i cut you off on returnal why is returnal going to be the high highest reviewed ps5 ah. game yeah uh i was explaining yes uh horizon will be re- critiqued more harshly so that 87 is the cap of where i see horizon's reviews okay mm-hmm. okay ratchet and clank the ratchet series typically is not it's not it's not going to set the world on fire in terms of reviews good fans mm-hmm. are going to love it and all that stuff in terms of reviews it absolutely will not set the world on fire it is it is going to at most get like 85 in average scores yeah most. yeah and this leaves returnal in this weird spot how smart games are a crowd favorite i can say that yeah but they're so like they're indie super indie like they make twin stick shooters yeah now this is a triple a twin stick shooter <laughs> Like let's look at the previous game Next Machine. Mhm. Uh, let me look for Metacritic. Oh, look at that. 88. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're good games. Mm-hmm. Uh what was before that? Resogun I think Resogun. was like 83. Yeah, those Resogun. 85. Is that the first one? So they've got 85 at Resogun, this other one at at uh, 88 Next Machine. And Returnal, if it's a home run, it's he it could it's it basically looks like a twin stick shooter or a, an arcade shooter with uh, high production values, roguelike style gameplay and storytelling. Basically, I'm thinking, hey, it amongst fans, it obviously won't be as well received as something like Hades because you know. It is has a very attractive art style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you you return return absolutely doesn't have that sort of thing, but critics would definitely notice that hey, this game has got this unique alien vibe to it. It's got fantastic gameplay and also critics love roguelikes by the way. Since you haven't noticed. <laughs> <this. laughs> They're good video games. <laughs> At the end of the day, the all the factors are coming together for returnal to be an 89 or 90 rated game you don't think deathloop or ghostwire protocol will those um, are not first party games 
Uh, yeah, but the PlayStation games. I said I said games that Sony released. Oh, that's so okay, okay, okay. And also, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is getting delayed. Uh, let's I'll put that on the power as well. It's not <laughs> releasing it this year. <laughs> Deathloop is in a weird spot. Dishonored games generally are loved by critics, but they don't sell for shit. They yeah, that's going to bomb. We all know. We all know that. And I'm also worried. Like, what is this? Is it? Is it a multiplayer game? Like, what is it? No, 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 no. Let me explain that loop to you. It's the multiplayer death loop is asynchronous in that you know you can have another player trying to assassinate you. Dark Souls style. Yes, but the general idea of death loop is oh, uh, you've got your list of targets figure out how to kill all of them the vague part is we don't know if you have to kill them all in one day or in one loop like the like it's you, one if, big you know, level so you have to kill all of them so if you die you like you look back and then try and like kind of like a rock again <laughs> yeah kind of but we don't know whether like oh if you kill one whether it saves the progress or whatever uh, they've the marketing hasn't been super clear on that mm. it's looking like hey this game kind of might be like hitman yes bonus prediction hitman 3 is going to be extremely well reviewed that's a taffin come on man <laughs> Easy, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's coming out in the next few weeks. People are going yeah. to love Hitman 3. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really happy for Hitman fans after you know, so many years, dude. Story. Dude, so many years. Like, and Hitman, I don't know. Like, I, I played it on PC first, so it was it was a very PC game. Like, you know, like it's very PC. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I I played the first Hitman. I had it on PC. I got it for my birthday because the cover looked cool when I was a kid, <laughs> but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It was and a very cool cover. Playing. <laughs> it was like, and but then it, yeah. it came out on. I remember playing it on PS2, and it was pretty much the same experience. Um, they eventually came out on consoles. Yeah. yeah, very good video games, man. But they never really got that um, mass. I don't know attention. Like people knew of Hitman. There was a movie, you know. Of Hitman, so like people know Hitman, but it never really reached the heights that I think Hitman, the remake, this one, like from four whatever years ago, did. Like, I think that was I was very happy that Square Enix, right? The Square, right? Square published it, yeah. Yeah, but then they lost faith, and this one, I, I, you are public, they're self-publishing. Yeah, and it's gonna do very well, and it's gonna sell very well actually. I, I don't know about that, but. I think it'll do like uh, 2 million units, which is very good for them because that's all going to them. Yeah. I definitely think that it's going to be in contention in Game of the Year list. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. It will be for sure. And like I said, I'm really happy for Hitman fans. You know, uh, Absolution or whatever was seemed to have gotten a mixed reception from fans. Yeah, and then there was a time where the IP was up in the air. So, like, seeing where the franchise is now, like, even if I don't have any interest in them, 
it's it was well, it's a nice success story for IO Interactive and fans of Hitman in general mm. as well mm. as like the type of gameplay it seems to represent yes it's very much a video game like it's you know <laughs> it very much is that it's all about game mechanics <laughs> yeah so that's nice to see hitman will be a hit for sure both among fans and among critics uh i have one more prediction and this i think is my biggest prediction i think mm-hmm. that there's going to be a triple a type game that's going to release on mobile genshin impact style and it's going to be very big very popular very hardcore type video game and every the whole industry is going to be like this is the future all ps5 games are going to come out on mobile from 2022 onwards that is my prediction <laughs> the reason i cannot agree with that sort of thing happening is because genshin impact had been talked about for years and if that was going to happen it feels like the announcement should have been made by now i, I think like I had heard about like Honkai Impact and stuff and like you know my weirdo friends who play this mobage. <laughs> I'm adding you Daniel. Like they were constantly like guys mobile gaming is in a different space and I'm like yeah cool cool story bro. And then like finally like actually seeing the like proper mainstream success of Genshin Impact. Genshin. Like like it's uh... undeniable now. Like it's completely undeniable. And then look at like China and like you know the african market the south american markets like it's it's undeniable you you can't be a a a businessman and be like oh i don't know man maybe we shouldn't try that like you know what i mean like <laughs> i think uh, the wave of genshin clones is going to be announced now but they're not going to release in 2021 that that's what i can say you don't think we're going to see like a this is i'm just speedballing here mass effect trilogy announced for mobile you know that caliber of game nah, that's not happening it's possible like though. it's possible the, that's the thing look, but it is possible look when these guys game big game companies they they've already hedged their bet for mobile and that's streaming mm, mm. I think you know they've set in stone that oh if we're going to try and get the mobile market it's going to be via streaming and we we'll, might we might see more streaming services announced or come out of beta or stuff like that maybe that can happen but like I don't think like Ubisoft are going to start saying okay we're releasing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on mobile no no okay i search you in but I, i'm sticking by mine i honestly think that that's gonna happen like it may not be like the single player stuff but like the the you know like call of duty mobile is doing really really well really well yeah, yeah, yeah. diablo I, I, immortal right just came out mm-hmm. and reviewed Turned quite out well. it was actually good yeah and <laughs> I, I, dude, I see it. Trust me. Like these guys are gonna look at the numbers and be like, "What? Two hundred million users? That's crazy." Wait and see. I feel like we've been talking about oh, mobile is going to take over for years. Now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely a bit skeptical before believing actually going to happen. No, but now as opposed to take over, 
this is more like it's going to coexist previously it was consoles are dead which was very exhausting like i remember the whole consoles are dead mobile is in nonsense i remember that very well it was very like ugh. <laughs> but this isn't a, a, a consoles are dead consoles are very much in like people they can't make them fast enough literally <laughs> <laughs> high demand high demand they can't make the consoles fast enough the demand is too much so consoles are not dying but the mobile market is definitely there as well for AAA type experiences hardcore gaming type uh, games so that's just my my two cents we'll see if that happens going to add on a couple more delays Uh-huh. before moving on to more in terms of my like fan and critic reception mm-hmm. i think gotham knights it's a delay oh i forgot about that game gotham knights is which one the four player one yes gotham knights it's a delay harry potter game we don't want to talk about it but we have to that is that is the uh, 2022 not coming out next year oh i really hope it comes out this year <laughs> gotham knights When I say it's a delay, I think it's going to be late next year. Yeah. Is that remedy not remedy? What's um uh Arkham Warner. Warner, what's that studio? The the Arkham game guys. Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Is that Rocksteady? Rocksteady's game is just is a uh, Kill the Justice League Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad, yes. Is that also four players? Am That's I what... mixing it up? They are both multiplayer games, but Suicide Squad has already been announced for 2022, so we already know that. Okay. All right. So who's making the Gotham Knights game? I believe that's uh Montreal. Oh. Okay. Yes, it is Montreal. Yeah, Warner Montreal, something like that. Akam Origins, guys. Okay. Yeah. So that those are going to get delayed. Square Enix uh we have already laid it down. I don't think FF16 is coming out this year. I'm very, you know, it's so weird. I and I know this is, it's so weird, but I am so extremely confident that game is coming out this year. Like so extremely confident. I think that game is done done. Like it is done. You know, I'm just so iffy on it with the pandemic and all that stuff. But thing is, you've got to try and line it up. I try and line things up in terms of, you know, FF60 is obviously a big part, not just of Square's plans, but also Sony's plans. And I tr- I've tried to like make something of a roadmap of how Sony are going to release their games, see where FF16 can fit in there. And I can't see it. That's the problem. So, like, first half of the year titles, uh, like Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, Deathloop. Deathloop, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the year title, because I know God of War is going to be delayed, their big holiday title is going to be Horizon. That's, yes. You know, that, that's the way it's going to go. And, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, like... No, Ratchet and Clank will be first half of this year. I think more September is July is like the, the summer game. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, my bet is Ratchet and Clank rounds off their half one 
well have to because your releases are not just your first party and exclusive releases those are your close partners have to resident evil 8 is going to be a big part of that they are going to market that extensively mm-hmm. isn't that multi-platform and it is but the sony seem to have a vested interest in that you know they've you know, the big marketing deal they're pushing it hard and all that is stuff. it vr as well uh, there's a leak that the ps4 version will be the vr version okay that an announced ps4 version yes but yeah uh re8 horizon 2 and gotham knights all three of these games are you know they're big games gotham knights resident evil sony are directly marketing them you know in a similar way microsoft was doing with cyberpunk yeah so those three games will be the one sony pushes for the holidays while ff16 and god of war i can see being used to push 2022 okay <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah that's the way i see it because like again you've got to consider the calendar it's tricky because if ff16 is in this year that means that the only big square enix release this year is going to be their ff14 6.0 expansion or whatever damn that do another expansion I thought that one just came out. Was it Shadowbringers? I well, Shadowbringers was 2019. Dang. So the next one is due in 2021. So like looking at Square Enix's roadmap and Sony's roadmap, I don't see a world where FF16 will release in the second half of 2021. That's why I think it will be pushed heavily for 2022. And this way it will be interchangeable with God of War. Uh where whichever one comes out in early 2022, the other one will come out around May somewhere there 2022. Yeah. No, I see that. That I see that. <laughs> Which is I guess we're predicting way too far in the future. We are, but, we're uh, going yeah. we're going so far ahead but <laughs> But in general, that you know, I see FF16 not making 2021. Uh, what else does Square Enix have announced that I think won't make it? Yeah, Replicant 1.73. No, no, no. That that remaster is definitely releasing in April. That one's definitely making it. That I can 100% see making it. The sequel to the world ends with you uh, will be delayed. But it won't be delayed into next year. Won't be delayed that bad. Mm. Atlas sign. Shimegami Tensei V is. It's at risk of be. In my opinion, I think it might slip into 22 as well. I've always been confused with the Shimegami series because I don't know. Like, isn't it just Persona? Like. <laughs> no, d- never say that in front of a I know, SMT like, fan. They, I know. <laughs> because Persona is a, is a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei, right? Yeah. Persona is weeb Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron, but okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know it sounds weird, but Shin Megami Tensei is really... 
it's got this like dark comedy vibe with it. Mm. Is it the it's same very, team? Very, you know. It, it used to be but then they split. Okay. It looks like it has yeah, less production true. values though. It's because on the Switch. Come on. Okay. I feel like Persona but 5 like, can run on the Switch. Oh, oh, a, you mean pro- okay, production values. It's a well, yeah, PS4 uh, game, right? Persona 5 is a PS4 game, isn't it? The PS3 game. <laughs> Persona 5 is a PS3 game? Persona 5? Mhm. The PS3 game. No. Release on PS3 and PS4. Persona 5 released on PS3? Yeah. It was originally announced for PS3. But anyway, I think if you're going by the first trailer, in general, Shin Megami Tensei's presentation is obviously not going to match. Persona 5, Persona's presentation is over the top. It really catches the eye and all that stuff. Mm. Compared to Shin Megami Tensei. It's, you know, it's just got a completely different vibe to it the Shin Megami Tensei games which is why you know there's that divide between Persona fans and SMT fans which in my opinion shouldn't exist but it is there <laughs> so you know, th- there's a big difference in terms of the type of stories they tell yeah I mean it does Shin Megami Tensei games are much more what can I say uh feels like the characters are means to an end <laughs> meanwhile in persona it's actually about the character mm. and uh, there's a place for both types of stories you know shin megami tensei a character is going to represent an ideology you know <laughs> yeah like, i know oh, i know what you mean guy, mm-hmm. this this one character he's not just himself everything about him is to represent this idea of of you know of of a controlling divine entity this sort of a chaotic divine entity all that sort of stuff mm. why only it, switch it, it, though like is, is it them thinking like oh, the west doesn't really care about shin megami tensei so let's just release it on a platform that the japanese people will care about uh it's there's two factors One is Atlas being weird. For example, Persona 5 still isn't on Switch. We don't know why. Two, it, there's a theory that Nintendo is helping with the localization because it's getting a global release day one, which is unprecedented as far as Atlas goes. Yeah. I don't know why that still exists, man. That's so weird. Atlas take their times with translation. I think we have to remember at the end of the day, Persona 5 as big a success it is, has only sold like 4 million or something. Yeah, true. It's still a lot so, though. Atlas has, it's a lot, but it's like within context, you think that, okay, obviously in terms of budget and that stuff, Atlas, they're just a really small company. Sega owns them, right? Yeah, Sega bought them out after their parent company was involved in a fraud scandal. I was indexed, yeah. <laughs> so, with the success of Yakuza, seeing how big, having the day and date stuff out, shouldn't Sega look at Shin Megami Tensei and say, hey, this has the same potential that Yakuza has, if not more? Because uh, I think it's less they weird. Let, the thing is, they, they let Atlas operate independently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... 
you know, it's a good thing because Atlas keep getting to do what they want, but it also means we have to get Atlas along with all their weirdness. Mm, makes sense. So yeah, I think SMT five possibly steps to next year. Bayonetta three is not happening this year, sadly. I don't see it. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair enough. <laughs> Right. Any other uh, rapid fire? Any other like rapid fire? Rapid things? fire predictions. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the end of the year, the game that is going to be getting game of the year shouts. Ah, I think it depends on if Nintendo has a surprise release. You really don't think Breath, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out? <laughs> it's not happening. I can't. I can't. I, I just can't bet on it happening. I can't see it. Breath of the Wild making it this year. The most important question is where does this new game fit on the timeline? <laughs> well, as I've said, haha, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Zelda fans. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a chance we might get a new Mario game. I think if that happens, that's going to be big. That's going to be big, yeah. It, it does align with the timeline, actually, yeah. It, it, we are due a Mario game. Mm-hmm. I think we get a Mario game before a Zelda game, in my opinion. And I think that's the big holiday title. That is going to get Game of the Year shouts alongside, you know, the obvious Horizon, Halo, if it's good, uh, and all that stuff. Mm. And the secret game I'm looking for, of course, Returnal. <laughs> I hope it's good, man. I have, I have no explanation, no expectations for that game. I have faith in Housemark that even if the game will be an absolute bomb and it will sell terrible i think it's going to be very well received any any other even if it's uh any other rapid fire prediction uh i think microsoft acquires asobo studios i was going to say like i mine is like i think there's another studio that microsoft will acquire asobo did what again they did um they did a plague, plague tale, tale and microsoft flight sim so I think Asobo gets acquired by Microsoft. I think Sony finally put the ring on Blue Point Games as well. Yeah. Those guys are not under Sony? No, they're not. What if Microsoft buys Blue Point? Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> uh, I'd assume it's they probably have first refusal similar to uh, how Nintendo bought Next Level Games. Where it's like, Next Level Games are like, hey, we want to sell. But before we sell, we're going to ask you, do you want to buy? I think Microsoft uh, might buy whatever the new Telltale Games thing is. I think they could buy them. Um, And I also think that they might actually try and go for the Jaguar and get Warner Brothers games. I think they might actually try for that. That's my prediction. Warner Brothers said they're not selling it anymore, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Because the, think, you know, here's my other prediction. Of public company. Here's my uh-huh. other prediction for you. <laughs> you, you not Nolan. What's his other guy? He's, he's also of the ilk. This, this DC guy. Uh, Zack Snyder. That film will bomb. It will be bad and you will hate it. And that's just going to put Warner Brothers in a spiral of just disarray and they'll be like, F it, we're selling the game studios as well. 
<laughs> I absolutely don't see how how <laughs> bad of a bomb something would have to be for that to happen, especially given that they're releasing on a subscription service. But anyway, I I don't think we're going to see as many studio shakeups, especially for publicly owned studios. Bethesda was like the biggest private studio out there, the, the private publisher out there. So that's mm. why that happened. But yeah. the I think Project Red. Did you Project Red are public? Oh, they're public. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I can see Microsoft getting, like I said, Asobo Studios. Maybe there's the team behind the medium. That's Bluebird team. I mm. could see that happening as well. Anything else apart from that, I have my doubts. Sony just blue point. If Returnal by some miracle is a commercial success, maybe they'll also look at acquiring Housemark. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's actually a doable one, actually. Yeah, I think because Sony are like behind on like studios and stuff, but then they get a lot of second party. I guess you can call it second party, whatever support. So I think it's fine. Like I'm considering Final Fantasy 16, whatever. So. But yeah, and I I have to get going, so we're gonna have to cut it there. Could have been more. Well, I'll be interested to hear what you guys' predictions are. <laughs> I I guess I might have a few more, and I think more on it. But I thought I think those are pretty good, and some of them I think are pretty accurate. <laughs> oh, and uh, Elden Ring game of the year. Jesus Christ, again! This game is not coming out. <laughs> Elden Ring is coming out the same year as okay. Metroid Prime 4. I'll reserve my comment. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough for today. <laughs> that is enough. We could end up predicting a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we hope you um, yeah, listen to the next one. Later.